0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on CookieCast, it's our NFL podcast, Laces Out. Just me and Mr. Williams this week, but that's fine, because we've got plenty to discuss. It's uh it's drawing to a close, I'm afraid, people. Only uh only a few weeks left of the regular season. Uh, and then it's Super Bowl time. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, Laces Out.
1: Hmm. Mm. 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 There's an awful lot of noises being made there. (sighs) I'm a very noisy
0: person. That's not true. I'm not noisy. Um, You can lead us off, because I haven't quite finished next week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome
1: to fast approaching the end of the season of... Yorkshire's number one NFL based podcast. I can't believe it. Cookie Cash presents Lace's motherfucking
0: out. We're gonna be out. We're gonna be out, y'all. Shortly. Speaking of out It's one of those I know I'm jumping ahead, but I'm I'm proper good. Out. This week's development. I see. Um, so, have you got anything that jumps out to you for this past week of the NFL 2019 season? I think,
1: well, I think we have to start in only one place, Andrew. And that is that this week saw history made. In Orleans. We have a new all-time leading touchdown pass thrower that is not named Peyton Manning. It is true. His name is Drewsathine. Stu Breeze. Stu Breeze. Stu Breeze is now the league's all-time leading touchdown
0: Touchdown pass thrower. Um, So... uh... (laughs) I saw this announced earlier today, and then I saw what has to be uh, a very amusing little video. Do you remember the last time that uh, Drew Brees broke Peyton Manning's record?
1: Well, he's uh, preparing a, a, a sauce
0: of some kind. So he's chopping he's tomatoes. chopping
1: tomatoes. Yeah. He's chopping
0: tomatoes. <laughs> so today, little video pops off. Peyton Manning chopping tomatoes. Payton, uh, um just to let you know, uh, Drew Brees has just broken your record. What? He did it again? Which one? <laughs> he's like uh all-time uh, touchdown passer. It's like, all right, cool. And then he's like, but I've still got the, I can't even think which one it was. I've still got that other record. And he's like, he's, he's about to break that one as well. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> so then he turns to the camera and he's like, uh, seriously though, Drew, congratulations, well done. Um, I've held that. Record for a thousand days, and then you come along and beat it. Um, you know that's really, it's really upsetting for me. All this that and the other is that genuinely well done though. And then he's just like, and congratulations for the next record, because you know I'm a very busy man chopping these tomatoes, and I can't be doing these videos all the time. I was just <laughs> like, that is genius. Honestly. Yeah. I think I like Peyton Manning more now than I did when he was playing football. (laughs) He seems to have developed a
1: personality, which is weird. Yep, so obviously last night uh, in America, uh, in the New Orleans Saints versus the Indianapolis Colts game, I think that was quite nice as well, in the fact that it came against a team that Peyton had played for. Yeah. So it was almost like he sort of took it off him in a game that probably would have meant more to him anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, Drew Brees sets the record for all time passing TDs with number 540. So, there you go. So, yeah, 540 passing touchdowns. Yeah. Amazing. Um,
0: I have something from this week. (laughs) Yes, Andrew. That I believe we spoke about yesterday, which I tagged you in. I imagine it's going to pop up in the stats. Right. Um, so I don't want to shoot my load too soon. Um, you did tell me something like I can't. I, I, I didn't on this before. Uh, Tom Brady.
1: Yes. Yards
0: versus yep. Lamar Jackson. We'll come to that. Yep. Um, I had a very busy day, and I was only in a position to see the um, the stats had been delivered to my to our mailbox. I haven't read the individual stats I did look at how many there were holy smokes every <laughs> week I'm like oh there's just more and more stats I've just tried to uh, i am just trying to get through these stats and then this week it's like <sighs> um, I've also realised that I don't have the guests picks for the week so hopefully they'll come through shortly so, um, we'll sort, we'll sort like if, if if we need to Obviously, it's one of those, this is the point where, you know, AFC, NFC leaders and things get settled. Obviously, the 49ers had a bit of a... A <coughs> little, <coughs> little punt to the stones. That will absolutely make it into the stats. Definitely will. Um, I'd seen a load of stuff over the course of the week of people just saying that the the seeding... In the NFL is madness. We've, needs,
1: we've discussed it. It needs to change. And I, but I had a look at something. The week we discussed it, I actually did have a quick look at something, and it, it did come up that it's been raised in uh, previous off-season meetings and things like that. And apparently, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, was very quick to shoot it down in that it was a case of, listen, we're up, we're up, we're up for. For making, like you know, rules to make the game better, blah blah blah. But one thing we're not we're not in in discussions to change at the moment is the way that the seeding system works for the end of the season because we've found a system that we think works the best and offers incentives to teams to compete within their own division as well as the league as a whole. So it was like right, but. I mean I, every year you're gonna end up with one division that's that's absolutely dross like this year's NFC East? No. NFC is it the NFC yeah, is the NFC East. This is the NFC East where you're potentially gonna end up with a team going into the playoffs that's at five hundred and no. that's it. Um which and then you're going to get a team that's potentially going to miss out on the players at nine and seven. So,
0: my I mean, but we had the situation last year with the Chargers. Me where being they, such a such a skeptic around things would immediately jump to, but where's that? Where where is the pressure coming from on that one? You know, I can't imagine people like Belichick don't have anything to say about it. I know that Jerry Jones. The thing with the thing with Belichick
1: is that. For him, it shouldn't really matter because this is the it's at least ten seasons in a row where they've had ten wins or better. So Was it nine out of the last ten
0: they've had ten or better?
1: I think it's every season. Um I don't I don't know what what there was there was the season where Brady missed the whole season, but I still think they ended up with a winning record. I don't think he's I have to double-check it, but I don't think he's ever had a losing record as the Patriots manager, Mm. or Patriots manager, Patriots head coach. Um, But it's very rare that the Patriots have not not been outside the top two seeds in the AFC for the past, what, six seasons? So they've had the bye every single season for the past six, at least I can remember. Yep. Um, so you would imagine that if they did make a change to the seedings he probably wouldn't be that bothered because they'd still have enough wins to quantify him as a, as a top seed anyway But
0: I suppose the question then becomes Is is he trying to protect his future because there's a higher chance that Brady will go before
1: him Possibly,
0: because uh, I mean, does, does that there's There's
1: always loads of conspiracy theories about that. Like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be Brady's last year. It's gonna be Belichick's last year. There's, there's always talk of. Is, this, this, does, does he want, you know, does he want to go out having one go at trying to win it all with the Giants? Because he still holds the Giants in a massively high regard from when he was an assistant coach to Bill Parcells. Yeah. So.
0: I mean, they always speculate that that Belichick and Brady will go at the same time. Um, The difference being is that Belichick isn't taking hits week in, week out. Twilts. I I imagine that Brady will go first. And I suspect that that could just purely be through injury. He hasn't seemed as bulletproof this season as he has previous seasons.
1: He's making a lot more gestures of why you're not on the route that you should be on or why you're not in the position you should be to receive the ball. Um, There's always like... You you listen to little things and and you always hear this stuff about... certain. In fact, there was something covered on a podcast I listened to the other week where it said... um, certain quarterbacks have to see the receiver in a certain portion of the route before they can throw the ball whereas other receive, other quarterbacks know the, know the patterns of the play well enough where they know exactly if the snap comes, they take four steps back, set themselves, they that know exactly right. where the ball goes, yeah. so they don't have to see anybody they literally know through the progressions they've done the drill that many times where it's snap Step one, two, three, four, five, pause, pump,
0: throw. And weirdly, and you probably never hear me put this player up there as somebody like that, weirdly I'd probably say Dak Prescott mm. is one of those yeah. quarterbacks.
1: Definitely. You I can think see it. The thing with Dak Prescott is that I think he had that I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. He probably had that side of his game allowed to him because when he was signed he was obviously signed as a third string so he wasn't even the backup to Roma when he first went in he was literally the third string quarterback that they took a chance on in the draft of I can't remember when they drafted him 2015 maybe Um, and all basically as I'd imagine most third string quarterbacks in the NFL all they do study the playbook study the playbook go through the repetitions and stuff like that probably practise your holding because you might be holding. You might be a placeholder for kicks mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so work on your handling skills. But other than that, all you've got to do is basically just go through the playbook until you know it. And do from, your little dance. Front to back. You know, your little your little twitch. And stuff like that. but I think he probably know he he has that in his locker because he's he'll just oh, practice it all over again. It, exactly. You're getting paid to do a job
0: that you're not doing.
1: Yeah. So. It's, it must be so strange to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. When, I mean, well, super and booted every week. So, to play a game. case in point, what I can't, I can't think, I can't think of his first name. Oh, Brian Hoyer. So for the last what three seasons he's been Brady's backup, mm-hmm. and he's now gone to the Colts. Mm. Um, so he's had to play his like, his first games in however many years because yes. Brissett was injured earlier in the season. Yep. And you could see that he's not used to playing week in week out, no. so you can see that he's rusty and stuff like that. So it's a bit strange, but it, it, there's, there's certain positions in in the NFL just absolutely baffle me because the, the punter, for example,
0: yeah.
1: literally all you do is come on, <laughs> you and just go on. <laughs> every every couple of every couple of minutes. You come on and you basically kick a ball as fast as you can. You're instructed, but sometimes it's not even a ball, is it? No. Sometimes if, you, if you're trying to pin them in the in a, in an area, and you're punting from say the forty, yeah. you've got to you've got to try and get it up, but then down in enough time, where you've got a you've got a factor in the roll because obviously it's not a round ball; it's an oval-shaped ball, so it's going to roll differently. Such a weird position skill, and cheeky, like yeah, cheeky onside kicking that. Oh God, they're they're so weird. I think it, I don't know if it was uh, it was covered on Red Zone, but I think it was the Bengals. I think the Bengals went for an onside kick. Mm-hmm. Uh Randy Bullock kicked it. It went five yards, and everyone just basically just watched as the they ball just just spun. Because it. right. it's just like, well, we can't touch it because it hasn't gone ten yards, and the Patriots might as well not bother picking it up because just we're going to tackle them straight away. Just, just, yeah. So we'll just we'll just all stand here and watch it spin, shall we? It was like they were gathered around a campfire. Still spinning, lads. Um, Randy, what the fuck did you do to this ball? Still spinning. Ah, there we've got it to stopped. Where we can start again Just, a, just a
0: really, really strange sport. Yeah, in a lot of ways, there are a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> sort of like it's just strange. It's just strange. To the Um, as I mentioned, we've got some uh, juicy stats this week. Juicy. and by juicy I just mean that there is a lot of them, uh, Juicy I mean too. Good. now then uh, it's one of those, I'm going to go out and live and say that they've been provided to the stats mistress in the usual way,
1: doesn't say the words Nate Davies,
0: but no but it doesn't look the same, I think, I think it might have been done using different methods, Let's presume, shall uh, using we? Using nefarious methods. I don't think it was all that nefarious. Uh, we'll throw out the the, uh, the thanks to the stats minister and we'll throw out the props to Nate Davis of USA Today. If it's not you, Nate, sorry, and whoever it is, sorry to you for getting, getting you wrong. Um, this is week 15 NFL stats. There are a lot. Some of them are short, some of them not so much. Oh, maybe there aren't that many. I've just seen that the numbering jumps. Oh, no, I don't know how jumps at the end. Let's just start, shall we? This week, Chicago, the NFC North champion in 2018, was officially elim- eliminated from playoff contention. So what? were the Broncos. Um. <laughs> No huge surprises that the Broncos gone out, but if you compare this season's Bears to last season's Bears, I mean, a shell.
1: However, to give him a bit of uh, a bit of credit, Trubisky has looked a lot better in the last four or five weeks.
0: At the back he's, end of the season, he's, he's starting
1: better. to he's he's starting to make make you think that maybe there is a quarterback in there somewhere.
0: Hmm. I mean, it'll be interesting to see next season, like if they get a good run at the start, who they pick up in the off-season, so on and so forth. Um, number two, if Sunday was Eli Manning's final start at home, what a performance. He threw three interceptions against the Dolphins. Manning has now served up a pick to every NFL franchise except the Giants. Yet with the help of two touchdown throws he railed New York to a 36-20 victory. Evening his career record to 117 117. (laughs) Manning also helped avert the first 10 game losing streak in Giants history. I I mean I think the, the start of that stat says it all. I don't see Eli Manning playing America football next
1: season you'd be very surprised I mean surely he's he's at the point now where even if someone if someone offered to trade for him he's not going to uproot his family for one year so you'd imagine that if he does he would have to not commute but he'd just basically be living there for a very short amount of time mm. And then, obviously... Could be he,
0: one of those that he gets
1: picked up as a backup somewhere. Yeah, but would it be the sort of thing where... Um, would you move across the city to, to the Jets just so you can back up Sam Darnold? I, I don't know. If it's offered to him. But if he's going to do that, I mean, why? he might as well just back up... Whoever they the yeah.
0: So, Yeah, um, This answers our question from earlier. Number three... In the wake of their 34 13 win at Cincinnati, the Patriots are playoff bound for the 11th consecutive season, the longest string in league history. Uh, our next stat is also connected. Tom Brady connected for two touchdown passes Sunday, giving him 538 in his 20 year career. One Shire Payton Manning's all time record. Drew Brees managed to step in first and overtook Manning's record, connecting for four touchdown passes on Monday night against the Colts. What was nice to see was that they basically took a, like an actual physical break in the game to celebrate that mm-hmm. and all, all the players sort of gathered around him like, giving him hugs and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, stuff like that's nice. It's it, it's mm-hmm. nice to take the time out. For... Number five. The Rams lost at Dallas. No. I'm going to start that one again. The Rams' loss at Dallas allowed the 49ers, Seahawks and Packers to all officially sh- secure playoff berths. I was saying to you earlier that I'd commented on a post on a uh, Facebook page about how the, the, the Cowboys definitely weren't going to win in that game. It's always nice to see that the Rams can really fuck me over at every available opportunity. <laughs> Number six. Nice to see that the Eagles and Cowboys both now sit tied atop the division with seven and seven records. Uh, will apparently decide the NFC East race on the field when they meet in week 16. That's Correct. a very interesting match up there.
1: Yeah, we'll come to that one later on because that's pretty much... ...done and dusted if it goes one way. But it, lifts, it leaves things
0: very open if it goes another. Yeah. Potentially. Number seven, the Tennessee Titans might have blown their season Sunday. They entered the day tied for the AFC South lead with the Houston Texans and were clearly the hotter team. Houston's win not only conferred outright possession of first place, the Texans also clinched a better division record than the Titans, who can no longer win the AFC South unless they win their final two games and Houston lose both, including a week 17 rematch with Tennessee. That's that just seems to have fallen really weird.
1: Yeah the, the 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 way the the way the end of the season comes is that they always wait so your last game is against a divisional rival, mm. which is weird because at the start of the season most teams play a divisional rival so you've obviously got to stretch it over the course of because there's only six games that you'll play within your division because you play the other three teams twice home and away. Um, so sometimes you've got to stretch it out over the course of six uh, seventeen weeks mm. and then they just go, uh, well but it's happened before where you see teams that'll play each other twice in the space of three weeks. Yeah. I can't remember that like, there was a there was I think it was it the Cowboys uh, not the Cowboys. It might have been the Panthers and Buccaneers played each other quite close together um earlier in the season. But yeah, you do see it every now and again, but it's still strange.
0: Number eight, bravo Travis Kels. The first Titan in NFL history to compile four consecutive seasons with a thousand receiving yards. I get the feeling that.
1: He still can't find love. No, I think he can, though, can he? Can he? But yeah, he's. Uh, You'd imagine that if he keeps going on the sort of pace that he's on, he'll he'll, he'll go down as a better, a better tight end than Gronk. Depending on trophy, well, um, obviously, one. Gronk's, championship won and Gronk's been
0: named
1: to the old all, all-time team. Or, I did see all-time
0: that. as one of the uh, tight ends, uh, and then they announced it, and then like on the NFL page on Facebook, they were showing a video of like some of the best plays that he ever had. And I watched it and was like, fucking hell, he was awesome. And all I could think was, what would the Patriots give at this point in time to have him back? Mm -hmm. Number nine, Christian McCaffrey surpassed 2,000 yards from scrimmage, which might be more common than you think. It's the 68th time it's happened in a single season, though no Panther had managed it previously. Again, McCaffrey also surpassed ninety catches for the second time, making him only the second running back along with Larry Centres, to do it twice. He needs fourteen more to break the record, 107. He set last last year for most by a back in one season.
1: Yeah, he's he's over a thousand yards rushing. Um so quick bit of maths bear with me so he is on 1,307 yards rushing for the season so that must mean that he has at least 700 receiving yards probably more so there was something like he needs another let's say 200 receiving yards or there's a figure that he needs to basically get to a thousand and a thousand, mm. um, and it was a case of you'd imagine that that's basically the only thing the Panthers are going to be playing for now is to get him that achievement because there's only a couple of people in history that have got mm. thousand yards rushing, a thousand yards receiving in the same season. And
0: within <laughs> the, uh,
1: the season that the Panthers have had, they need uh, something you'd imagine to be they proud want of. something to like look mm. to strive for. So I like, mean, so. look at where they were. Look they've, they they've, th- they've got a, uh, they've got a tough off season because they need to, they need to sort out a lot of
0: things. I, I've said it a few weeks running now, but I literally just set the team on fire and start again. Number eleven is Lamar Jackson the greatest dual threat player in the NFL's one hundred seasons. That certainly reads as a grandiose statement. But he's already set the record for the most rushing yards by a quarterback in one season, yeah. 1,103. Forgot to say that at the beginning. That was, that was something else that had happened this week, but it's obviously covered in stats. So. Has accounted for 40 touchdowns, 33 passing and 7 rushing, and needs 111 more yards through the air to become the first man in league history to pass for 3,000 and rush for 1,000 in a single campaign. Wow. That was the thing I was going to bring up. So... There's that thing that Lamar Jackson has more rushing yards this season than Tom Brady has in <laughs> his entire career.
1: <laughs> I mean that's insane, isn't it? Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Insane. But I mean like, that's the thing, if you if you if you're a mobile quarterback, you know, why not?
0: Why not use your legs to your ability? Absolutely. Like, like, it's just another... You know, the most impressive <laughs> quarterbacks of the last five ten years have been quarterbacks that actually run you know Russell Wilson spent all well that time the bucket, just here. running around and people are like what, what, what's he I doing I was thinking
1: if you could extend the play then you're giving yourself more chance to get get receivers wide open I suppose yeah. so
0: good string to have you know the, you see those plays where they drop out of the pocket and then start drifting across the field nine times out of ten could find someone to throw mm-hmm. the ball to if they'd have stayed in the pocket they'd have never found that yeah Uh, 12. The star of the Cardinals' win over the Browns was running back Kenyon Drake, who scored four touchdowns Sunday. First time he's tasted victory in 2019. Drake has split this season between Miami and Arizona. 13. The AFC North champion Ravens need 170 more rushing yards to become just the third team to amass 3,000 in a season. 14. Baltimore needs 336 more to break the single season record of 3,165 set by the 1978 Patriots. 15. Who needs Mike Evans when you have Brashad Perryman? First round bust in Baltimore, Perryman shone Sunday with 313 receiving yards and three scores for the books. It was the first multi-touchdown game of his career, and first time he hit the century mark. Just uh, right. I've just I've seen some. I've seen two things today that are, they're not in the stats because they're not stats. It's just about players that have moved. Let's say um, sixteen rookie running back, Miles Sanders. Banged out 122 yards on the ground in Philadelphia's victory at Washington, snapping the Eagles' streak for 42 games without a 100-yard rusher. 17, Falcons' rookie... We had this last week. Olamide Zac... Zacchaeus. Yeah, that's it. Has only touched the ball twice this season. <coughs> One, a 93-yard touchdown pat- a catch. on Sunday a fumble recovery for a touchdown well done. <laughs> was that the one that was on the last play yeah
1: i think that was on the last play of the game where they tried to
0: lateral all the time then they just basically got shafted and picked up and returned yeah. uh, this was another thing that popped up number 18 congrats to adrian peterson 14,102 career rushing yards, who bumped one Hall of Famer, Curtis Martin, out of the league's top five all-time leading rushers Sunday, while also trying another Hall of Famer, Peyton, for fourth all time with his hundred and tenth rushing touchdown. Ooh. Nineteen isn't that he had it? Yeah, Nice game management by Atlanta coach Dan Quinn to end the Falcons upset for the 49ers. After wide receiver Julio Jones just broke the plane for a go-ahead touchdown and a 23-22 margin with two seconds to play, Quinn wisely went for two and had Matt Ryan kneel with the ball rather than invite the possibility that an opportunistic Niners defence might take a turnover the other way for two-game swing. Sensible. Apparently so. Number 20, Sunday night, Mike, the first game since 1927 where three brothers played in the same NFL game between the Steelers and the Bills. Congrats, Mama Edmonds. (laughs) 21, the 57-yard run by Tennessee's Jonu Smith was the longest by a tight end since the Jets' rich caster got loose for 60 back in 1976. (laughs) When, what, that's, that is very much an NFL stat. That's an NFL stat for you. And finally, maybe it was inevitable but sad to see Raiders' once-promising season completely go down in flames during their final home game in Oakland. Hmm. Those are our stats for Week 15. So there is one thing that
1: wasn't covered in that. So that was the... Th- Third loss that the Niners have had this season. Mm. All three losses have come on the last play of the game. Yeah, I know there was the kickoff afterwards, but um, there was so technically like, so technically it wasn't the last play of the game, but it was to all intents and purposes the last play of the game because obviously they had the kickoff and then they returned for the touchdown,
0: but the game was over. And this is points, and so. this is the thing about yeah. seeding. They went from first to fifth. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? like how is that even possible? It's insane. Um, like I say, it's something that, like I say, it's not a start. It's just something that i would seen today. Two player changes. One is a, a T Sizzle. Has got to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a weird. Thing. He he just keeps popping up. The fact that he's still playing <laughs> is nothing short of a miracle. He just keeps popping up and going on. He's played for really good teams.
1: It'll be it'll be interesting because if the so if the if the Chiefs play the Ravens mm. in the AFC Championship game,
0: Yep. he'll be after a slice on that game, won't he? Mm. Uh, and the other thing I saw, which was uh, <laughs> just bit... imagine just trying to absolutely
1: kill the margin. Yes, know, it's going to be hilarious.
0: <laughs> the other thing I saw, which was one of those a little unfortunate, uh, Josh Gordon has been uh, yeah. suspended. Um, indefinitely as well indefinitely So suspended yeah. um, I think the general feeling is it's a bit of a that's a real shame um, but somebody had sort of kind of hit the nail on the head by saying um, you pick up a player who has a long standing history of substance abuse mm. who gets suspended for substance abuse it is um, a shame but anything like that is always a shame you know I know that certain careers and certain paths take you down certain routes uh, I know there have been players who have criticised the NFL itself in a lot of ways. I um, he can get the help he needs and that'll be, that'll be that. Um, anything else you've got popping out from week 15?
1: Um, nothing specific. I mean, like, oh, nothing particularly interesting. Just that the, the leading passer in the league is Jameis Winston. Yeah. With 4,573 yards. Yeah, I'm almost certain he's also got
0: the highest turnover. Yeah. They were he saying was. it on Zone. they were like, we we don't really know what to do with this player. He's got the highest... He, he's a straight... It's, it's like he's, he's trying to hit all of the stats. You can imagine so. <laughs> it's got to
1: the point now where... They showed up the uh, they showed up the book stats and they're at seven and seven. Mm. That's just happened out of nowhere. Yeah. So you'd imagine at this point he's done enough to convince Arians that he's worth rolling with for one An, more another season. Another
0: season, I think. And they'll have to work hard with him in the off season and stuff.
1: I had a quick look. At, I had a quick look today to see. A, a, well, technically, I was actually looking at because WrestleMania next year is in the Tampa Stadium.
0: Oh, right.
1: And I was just having a quick look around and it turns out that I think the Super Bowl after this year is in Tampa.
0: Mm.
1: So next season, if the Bucs get things right, they could potentially break the, the streak of no home team ever getting to the Super Bowl in their own stadium. Yep.
0: I think which would be pretty cool for me. That's a team where, when it comes to preseason, he should be the quarterback playing those preseason games. There's there, there's there's a team that should be sending out their a a a list players and going get yes. those extra couple of games under your belt. Get knock the rust off. Get it going. Yes, but
1: you always have that potential of. Injuries Injury. and things like that. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're playing against, um, like third string, like defensive line yeah. who don't usually sort of play. So putting a little bit extra into the the reps and stuff like that. Plus, if he's going to be running a behind an offensive line that's not regular starters, yeah. he's probably not as well protected. So there is. Pros and cons to either yeah. side of, of suggesting Absolutely. that way, I suppose.
0: But um, i say you could probably do with the extra reps. At this point in time, we would normally talk about uh, fancy football, but I don't want to because I hate fancy football. Not one, but two leagues. I went out of the playoffs this oh, week. Oh, Andrew! Not oh, one. Andrew. Not one, no, nah, nah, two leagues are out of the playoffs this week. My trophy will be winging its way to Shea Rafton, I imagine. <laughs> Think about that statement when you look at the hour league.
1: Yeah, that's uh, pretty outrageous. Um, I, I don't want
0: to talk about it, it's not fair. It's not it fair. Would been, do you know what,
1: it would have been nice to be able to say... Me versus you for the playoff. Good luck for the next yeah. two weeks. It would have been good to have I felt... That's the way it should have gone. I Just like, for this, if nothing else. Absolutely. Because it made this. Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, come next week, I'm going like, oh, are you playing fancy football? I don't care. <laughs> like, literally, I was having a conversation um. downstairs, and I was like, oh, uh, I've had a notification that uh, Evan Ingram has been put on IR. I was like, oh, I could drop him. I was like, oh, that's right. It doesn't matter anymore. Well yeah. you talk about it it matters well, to you. you
1: may have you may have deduced from uh, that little uh, nugget you. that um, I was on the other end of uh, the spectrum not in that, Don't um, use that um, word. However where Andy failed or oh, wow. was unsuccessful wow. we'll go with that we'll go with that as opposed to failed I was Where Andy was unsuccessful I was very successful And I won my semi-final against the Stats Mistress. Therefore, moving on to the final. Final. Where I will play podcast alum, alum. league member, all-round gentleman, James Forrester Grey, who did... Put the put the beat into me in week thirteen of the regular season. Mm. So, does he have the upper hand? Who knows? Who knows? <sighs> this is this is the, the problem of this is that this is where we start to see some shit from teams that. <sighs>
0: So, players
1: that are already uh, teams this, that are already pl- qualified for the playoffs. This is the thing. Can to rest. This is actually
0: that. the worst point of the season from a team perspective because you've got your team, you've had them the entire way through the fantasy team, fantasy season, and then you get oh, this week we're not starting our quarterback, we're starting our third string. This week we're sitting this running back. That person's quote unquote injured for a week. It's all of that, and what started out as a great fantasy football team, you're scrambling for shit players just to make up a team at points in time. Yep. I had a horrible, horrible tight end issue. It was, I just couldn't keep a healthy tight end, and I couldn't pick up anybody. I mean, tight end position is just devoid of anything. as you've said, you move on to the, the playoff playoffs. Two more weeks of uh, of scores. Uh, I drop into the consolidation bracket. Um to play Winner's
1: Consolation Bracket, I believe it is actually referred to to play
0: the stats mistress for Oh that's right, absolutely nothing. Zero. For nothing, it doesn't matter. None of it matters anymore. Um, it, it's one of those <laughs> <coughs> I, I'm i proper gutted because this is the furthest I got in the big league in all the season we've been doing it um, also for the first full year of this incarnation of the mini league uh, and I, I've won the mini league last season I will not taste victory this season in that so I'm very very unhappy Uh so speaking of our min, uh, our larger league, mm.
1: got a uh, got a message from someone today at work. Opening with, is this the first time I've not been in the uh, a winners a bracket shit. of the playoffs since we started doing this? So and I was like, How am I supposed shit. to know that? And I was like, The answer yes, and as it turns out, we well, think it is. Because yeah. he's won it twice. Yep. Yeah. And he's convinced that he lost in the playoffs the two seasons he didn't win it. Yep. Yeah. To Tim and Matt, who went on to win. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: So. There you go. So there will be a new name on the trophy that doesn't exist. Um, in our league, regardless of who wins, it will either be the creator, the founder. The mother, if you will, as I birthed, I created the league and all of its splendour. Or it will be a latecomer, if you will, a non OG member, if you will. (laughs) Or was he an original member? No. No, I think he was a second
0: year edition, wasn't he? The, uh, another thing you were saying about like the league, which obviously makes you think of the league, but uh, you know, no league in the off season. It's no longer on Netflix. I looked at buying it. It's really expensive. Is it on? Is it not on Netflix at all? Went off Netflix. You can, I think, you can have it on Amazon Prime. Right. Okay. If you buy it, that's unacceptable. It is because it's really expensive. This is not acceptable. Um, but I toyed with the idea. I was like, oh, maybe because if I buy it, then then I've got it. Because that was always the routine: cry for a week about the fact that there's no games the, that Sunday, then cry for another week, going there's still no games. That it's that's the what was it seven stages of grief? Grief. You have to go through all of that to get to the point where you find bargaining. It. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, there was the. <laughs> Do you remember the year that the between me and the stats mistress we created a um, fantasy football? It was like it was an Excel spreadsheet that would like it had like coding in it, so you could generate like teams and stuff. So you could keep <laughs> playing fantasy football in the off season. <laughs> oh no. yeah!
1: We'll start doing a like an yeah. arena football league or whatever it is. Get the, the NBA going.
0: Oh, we'll start it that. Yeah. I'd remind you on, the, on the on the app today, it's like, do you guys get in the NBA or the offseason? And I was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um uh, yeah. If you've not got anything else from that point in time, no. But if he's listening, good luck, James.
1: May the best. Good luck, man James.
0: Win. Uh, may the best team win. I couldn't comment on the on the man. Side. Now then, we're going to talk about predictions. We're going to talk about week 15 predictions, and I'm telling you right here and now, ladies and gentlemen, week 15's predictions are hands down...
1: Is it historical?
0: The best week of predictions. Historical week? It looked early doors like we were going to get a perfect record, <gasps> or somebody was going to get a perfect record and i will say that so far down that was looking super likely and then somebody dropped out of the running mm. mr woodmancy was here as our guest you guys it? know the way we do it me and mr williams go up against each other every single week And then we have a guest and that guest gets a pick and it's me and him versus each other and versus the guest. Don't know how that's going to work at the end for the scores. Don't really care. Um, We pick the teams, the guest picks. We do it like that. Everyone's happy. Mr Woodmancy last week said, you do realise that we've basically picked the same thing. Well, no, you pointed out that me and Stuart picked exactly the same picks wasn't going to work if at the end me and Stu were neck and neck. Tied. Tied some might say. Mm. Mr Woodmancy straight in there. Well Pickham's do a thing where you have to pick a score difference. Um, and on the first game of the week you pick a score difference. And that is like you tie a tiebreaker. A tiebreaker. Do we think it might have come down to a tie break? Let's find out. Wow. So, of... One, two, three, four, five, 16. It's 16. It's 16 games. <laughs> At this point in the season, it's always 16 games. Of 16 games, how many people broke double figures? All three. All three is correct. In no particular order. Paul in Williams, a very particular order. 11 points. So Is that it? Is that it? My God. That's 11 out of 60. It was pretty good going. Uh, You were the first faller. However, immediately in the next game, picked your point back up. Because you went different to me and Stu and got it wrong. Then in the next game, me and Stu were different to you and you got your point back. So that would have been... The Dolphins-Giants game. You went for the Dolphins, and ah. we went for the Giants. I see. Pickums went weird, which meant that the next game wasn't the next game when the scores came through. Uh, you were the only person to pick the Texans. So you lost a point and gained it back within a game of each other. So, Mr. Williams, your end score for the week is eleven next name down on the list is my, is myself Mr Cook my ending score for the week was 11 right Stuart Woodmancy his ending score for the week was 11
1: son of a bitch so it comes down to who tie, had
0: tie break situation so,
1: It was. So it was the score differential between the Jets and the Ravens, I believe. Now, did that finish 42 21?
0: Yeah, it did. What what I can tell you is that one member of our little troop correctly predicted... It was fucking him, was it? ...the score. Correctly. Son of a bitch. Not, not a point either side. Not. <laughs> a couple of points either side. Correctly predicted the score. Started at the lowest with 14 points. Stuart Mansey. Uh, going to the highest with 30 points. Fuck it, it's me. Damn it. Paul Williams. No! No! Somebody <laughs> said a 21 point difference in that game and that would be this week's winner, Mr Cook. I
1: think... I'm going to check that score because I think there may, they may have been some
0: garbage time. I think... Think that might pull somebody into the lead. But we don't need to discuss that. What we do need to discuss is Week 16 of the 2019 NFL season. Week 16's guest is the Stats Mistress. I feel we've 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 fallen on the uh, on the guests this season. Remember last season when we had a different guest, sometimes two a week. This has not not gone that not gone that way first game again as always i am taken this from Pickham and uh, apparently Pickham can decide to change the games uh, I don't know how it works uh, but first game of the week is the Texans versus the Buccaneers stats mistress has gone books <laughs> Now this is a Saturday game. Yes, so we should we should cover that. This is the first of three Saturday games. Because I don't know if you know or not, but it is the week before Christmas. You do know that because you'll be listening to this. And not a on Thursday. And
1: all through the house, not a creature was stir
0: stir stir. I mean that's unlikely in this house. There's creatures everywhere. Creature. Um, I'm joining the stats mistress on this one I think the books are going to pull this one out of the bag Mr.
1: Williams so what you're saying is that two of you have picked against the Texans hmm. similar to last week hmm. so in a recreation of last week you're going Texans I absolutely won't
0: pick the Texans you're right Uh, the second of the Saturday games Bills versus the Patriots fucking good game
1: Mm. always up until now I always thought this was in Buffalo as it turns out absolutely in New England
0: it is that changes things slightly okay Um, it's two picks for Patriots at this point in time Buffalo Bills. I knew you were going to go this way. Do you know why? Because if there's one team that the Patriots struggle with, it's the Bills. It's not even that. I
1: just think that the Bills have looked... The the, the the two biggest tests they've had put in front of them, they've passed with, with the, the best... Well, the, not passed with flying colours, because they got beaten one of the games, but they beat the Cowboys away. They beat the Steelers. Away, yeah. I think they can go into New England and do a number on the Patriots because the Patriots have not looked good all season.
0: Yeah, and how, how strange is that to say? Um, Rams 49ers. This is another one of those that we had this game like just a couple of weeks ago or something.
1: Uh, it's in San
0: Fran. It is. Oh, absolutely going to be a 49ers win. Uh, that's 49ers across the board. Uh, Jaguars, Falcons.
1: We've now moved on to Sunday's games. Jags, Falcons. Yeah. Falcons. Falcons coming off a big win. Falcons. Mm.
0: Uh, stats Mistress would agree with you. Uh, I would also agree because I can't, I don't think that the Jaguars can do anything. Apart from ruin a lovely farewell in Oakland. Well, yeah. Uh, Ravens, Browns, is anybody picking the Browns in this? Beat them early in the season. Yeah.
1: Could be one of those games where the uh, Ravens decide, is it worth taking the risk with Lamar? And Maybe drop him. Let's have a look in the uh, seedings. Wise, how much cushion we've got? Um, they currently have the best record at twelve and two. The Patriots are at eleven and three. I think if the Patriots lose to the Bills, I think that. Gives the Ravens the number one seed regardless. Because they only can they can finish 12 and 4. And the Patriots will only be able to go 12 and 4. And the Ravens have beaten the Patriots. So we'd automatically have the tiebreaker over the Patriots. And I don't think anyone else can get to 12 and 4. Oh, no, the Chiefs can get to 12 and 4. Huh? I, uh, I don't know why I'm dancing around this i uh, just put me down for the Ravens, for fuck's sake.
0: I mean, I, I, I get, it. I, I, I do get it. I think what would be an interesting upset would be for the Browns to beat them. technically the Browns are still alive in the playoff race. They can still
1: get in at eight and eight. Mm. they they're looking, they're hoping for a bit of help. They need the uh, they need to beat the Steelers and hope the Steelers then lose to the Ravens in the last week, which is yeah, Browns Steelers Ravens- is the Ravens the last two games, so you kind of open that they can the Browns will be open they can beat the Ravens and that the Ravens can beat the Steelers, and that nothing untoward goes on with Tennessee. Strange.
0: So <coughs> panthers versus colts or as i like oh, to say christian Christ. mccaffrey versus the colts Ooh, uh i don't like either of those two it's a 50 50 in this house that really is that, i've oh gone god. i've gone colts the colts, colts
1: gone Re- eliminated from the playoffs yeah as of last night mm-hmm. oh god uh
0: Just due to the fact that the Colts were at home, I'll go with the Colts. Uh, I'm going with the Colts because um, Marlon Mack's going to have uh, absolute will. Uh, Bengals versus Dolphins. Oh, God. There are some fucking dross
1: games. Yeah,
0: that's what absolute
1: Towards show. the end of the season. Er... Uh,
0: Again, it's 50-50 in this house. I've gone... I've got Ryan Fitzpatrick as my quarterback. I've gone Dolphins. I I feel like the Dolphins have been dicking around most of the season, but I feel like they've been dicking around and every now and then they'll be like, oh, let's play, come on. Fuck it, it's in Miami. Give me the Dolphins. Really? Fins up. Steelers Jets. Steel Curtain, baby. 50-50 50-50 in this house. I'm with you, Steelers, baby. Saints, Titans. Two picks for the Saints so far.
1: Tennessee have looked, sort of looked alright, but I think they'll have way too much from
0: I wonder whether they will bench Drew they
1: can still get the uh, top seed if they win out and so that so they need to win all their games really. They were, as it stands they're only the third seed um, and Green Bay are playing against Minnesota so they'll be hoping that Minnesota win that one which ties up the uh, NFC North and then pushes them up the, into the seeding so
0: Breeze will play the rest of the season. Giants Redskins Ooh, Jesus it's fifty-fifty split. So far, I've got Redskins. Stats Mistress has gone Giants.
1: Yeah, the Skins have been putting a few results together recently. Looked all right against the um,
0: Eagles as well. Yeah, could... for the skins. Lions versus the Broncos.
1: Are there any good games on this week? No well there is it's on Monday, it's on Monday. Uh, Packers Packers-Vikings yeah oh, the rest of them are all terrible Yeah. Uh, Lions-Broncos which is weird when you consider it's towards the end of the season you would have thought like the games would be better Lions-Broncos the Lions have lost something ridiculous like nine straight
0: mm. stick me down for a Lions it's one of those isn't it? it's not surprising the games are shit at this point because once we do officially going into the playoffs the theory would be that the best teams mm. are going to be in the playoffs mm. uh, true the Raiders versus the Chargers me and the Stats Mistress cannot agree on a single game
1: this <laughs> week Um, this is a tough give one you, uh, give you a little clue on that
0: here. yeah I've seen
1: it I saw it earlier although I'm pretty sure he won't be playing um, uh, no he,
0: he secretly retired didn't he
1: so the Chargers are at home, but that means absolutely nothing. I mean, the Chargers have been fucking terrible this season.
0: Raiders. Good lad. I had something, I think it was one of the commentators saying that they don't feel that the Raiders have played bad this season. They've just been unlucky. Um, Cowboys-Eagles.
1: I'll take it back. This is a good game. So it's everything. Just because it's an everything to play for situation. Just because it's going to It's basically going to settle who wins the NFC East. Yeah. So the Eagles are only just scraped through against the Skins, whereas the Cowboys were dominant
0: over the Rams. The Rams. Which and the Rams had looked good in the week before. They had, but jeez. I mean, that was like, it was a pound. <sighs> I've
1: ridden them all season. So I'll I'll stick with the Cowboys.
0: Cardinal Seahawks. Seahawks. That's a uh, clean sweep there. <laughs> Chiefs Bears. Chefs. Clean sweep. And finally, Packers versus the Vikings. Easily the best game of the week. It is.
1: Well, Patriots Bills could be uh, could give it a run for its money. To be fair. Yeah. Vikings at home are a bit of a different animal to the Vikings away. So
0: stick me down for the Vikings, please. Oh, you've gone against the grain here. Uh, what I will say is that was very interesting on Pickham. A massive, massive number towards the Vikings, on that. I was a bit surprised. It it seems to be the thing.
1: The Vikings at home are very, very heavily favoured at the minute because they just seem to perform loads better than they do away.
0: Some teams just don't travel well. No, very true. Um, I believe. I believe that brings us to... I believe it um, does Andrew good luck to you Mr Williams going into so. the official playoffs um, good luck to uh, Rob Rafton and Harriet DeBerg good luck to JFG all of those are the playoffs uh, for the for the leagues that I am involved in obviously I am not involved in the playoffs uh, you
1: can't have all Andrew you can't have it all
0: can't have any of it either um, we need to decide about next week but you don't need to know that we'll just so, that one that'll, that'll be us
1: so you'll either see us here or oh you won't you will see us you'll here. see me on oh, my own correct doing so science. until then you stay classy
0: ladies out obviously um, if we see you cool if we don't have a good Christmas bye, bye. So there you go, what do you think to that? Another one done. How are you getting on in your fantasy league? Did you go through to the playoffs? YouTube watchers, make sure YouTube subscribers like, share, comment. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, send us some love over there and all the good stuff. Let us know how you're getting on, all of that. Until next week, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then.